Lecture Notes, Existentialism. The assigned textbook reading for this week is Vaughn chapter 14, and you may skip section 14.4 on Heidegger. Okay, so the lecture notes open off with a screenshot of a tweet that is from at E the Herring that reads, existence is a scam made up by philosophers to sell more philosophy. Consider the above tweet that reads, existence is a scam made up by philosophers to sell more philosophy. Of course, it's a joke. Philosophers generally aren't doing much selling of anything. But I'm showing you this tweet in the context of introducing existentialism because the first part of the line, existence is a scam. This kind of sentiment, the idea that existence could be a scam or a pointless joke or absurd, in short, the idea that existence might have no particular point or meaning, is one of the thoughts driving much of existential philosophy. This idea that existence is a scam, it's a deeply modern idea. We don't see much of the idea that, quote, there's no point to any of this in, for example, the ancient Greek philosophers, the Hellenistic philosophers, the medieval philosophers, or even the early modern philosophers. But as we get into the 19th and 20th century, philosophy becomes more preoccupied with this idea that there might not actually be a point to life, or more correctly, it becomes more preoccupied with the idea that we might need to use our free will to create a point to life. Overall, existentialism or existentialist philosophy, existentialism is a broad and hard to define tradition in 19th and 20th century European philosophy. In this module, we'll talk about Kierkegaard, a devout Christian, but also Nietzsche, Sartre, Camus, all three ardent atheists. So there's clearly a lot of diversity among philosophers who are labeled existentialist. What does the label even mean? Before I continue on recording, there's an image inserted in the notes, so I want to pause and briefly describe or summarize the image. So the image is Edward Hopper's famous painting, Nighthawks, which was painted in 1942. It depicts an all-night diner open sometime in the middle of the night, and there are three customers sitting at the counter of the diner opposite to a server. Each customer appears to be lost in thought and fairly disengaged from one another. They're sort of lonely figures. The composition is tightly organized and spare in details. There's no entrance to the establishment picted, picted and depicted, and there's no debris on the street. It's a very sparse, um, sparse painting. Okay, so continuing on with the lecture notes. The above painting, Nighthawks by Edward Hopper, is quite famous. You've probably seen it before. The artwork represents some of the key themes of existentialism, which I'll discuss below. Take a good look at the painting before proceeding, and then after you finish reading the below list summarizing themes in existentialism, I recommend scrolling back up to revisit the image. Okay, so point one, or theme one, philosophy as a way of life. In our brief foray into early modern and modern philosophy, there was a big emphasis on philosophy as a guide to finding out the real truth. Philosophy is supposed to help us identify exactly how the world is. But With existentialism, we come back to the early Socratic idea that philosophy is really a way of living and not so much about finding the list of correct answers. For existentialists, the goal of philosophy is meaning more so than truth. Theme two, anxiety. 
Existentialist philosophers are generally much happier to embrace human emotion and mood as philosophically interesting than the philosophers we've studied up until now, most of whom placed a strong emphasis on the rationality of human beings. Furthermore, existentialist philosophers tend to think that the condition of human beings is fundamentally anxious. We find ourselves in the world and we don't know how to find our way or if there's a meaning in our life. And again, you could see the tweet I had at the beginning of the lecture notes as well as the above Hopper painting. It's not maybe obvious that the painting is anxious, but many people see the Hopper painting as a depiction of loneliness and alienation in the middle of the night. Theme three, authenticity. One of the most recognizable and modern preoccupations of existentialist philosophy is the idea of authenticity. Existentialists place a great emphasis on living an authentic life. Many existentialists think that the modern world makes it difficult to live authentically, and it can be helpful to think of existentialism as a reaction to the Industrial Revolution and this idea that human beings are just becoming cogs and factories, valued only for how much they can produce or how much money they can earn. Existentialism is a kind of pushback against this outlook. Theme four, freedom. Existentialists tend to believe that individual human beings are radically free. Again, remember that existentialism occurs within the context of rapid modernization and secularization, and in many ways, these things brought about a great deal of freedom. No longer do we just assume that you'll spend your whole life living where your parents live, working the same job, probably some kind of manual labor, that they do. In the modern world, we typically think of people as having options. Furthermore, as the world became, world became more secular, even then the question of what to believe about God and morality became open. Sure, many people do share the moral and religious views of their parents, but we typically regard people as having freedom to make up their minds for themselves when it comes to questions of God and morality. Although Kierkegaard is maybe a bit of an exception to this, the other existentialists think that we have no moral commands for from God or obligations due to God, and certainly they don't think we have a divinely given nature. Thus, who we are and how we live our lives is a matter of profound and radical freedom. However, existentialists don't necessarily see our freedom as a fun party. Sartre famous said, famously said that humans are, quote, condemned to be free. This is from existentialism is a humanism. Thus, for existentialists, the flip side of freedom is responsibility and, again, anxiety. We are free, but this also means that we are profoundly responsible for our own lives and conduct, and this can be absolutely terrifying. Those of you who are newly independent young adults might sympathize with this. Sure, it sounds nice to be an adult and free to make your own decisions, but it can also be terrifying when you realize that you're responsible for everything. In short, the philosophy of the existentialist philosophers takes a turn towards the existence of the individual. For existentialists, philosophy is not so much about the possibility of knowledge or the nature of the external world or the existence of God. Rather, philosophy is about the being or existence of the individual and our individual attempts to live out our freedom. Before re reading on, I recommend you watch the crash course video that's linked in the lecture notes that gives a decent overview of existentialism. Although, small caveat, I think that not every claim in the video is entirely correct. For instance, I think it's at best controversial to say that theistic existentialists like Kierkegaard deny that God created humans with an essence. I also think the definition they give of bad faith doesn't necessarily capture the key features of living in bad faith.